you likely don't care. But over the last several years, my politics have evolved as evidence and facts present themselves. I don't wait for a Cambridge study to tell me about global warming or the University of California, Berkeley telling me about global warming. I wait for a diversified volume of data sets and from people from many political avenues come out and discuss a conversation piece. And after much deliberation, I have to then digest that information. And sometimes it takes me a little longer because I don't just jump to conclusions and make emotional decisions without having mounted a fairly clear argument against my original point of view. We as a species, as humans, tend to do that. We make decisions irrationally due to emotion. That's how the Iraq and Afghan war started, was through vengeance. So as a veteran and somebody who has seen failure from our country, I recognize that every decision we make cannot be unmade, at least not promptly. Now today we're going to talk about the Second Amendment. I think it's very important to talk about it because there are people in this country that really believe that America is the only country in the world that has mass shootings. Per capita, the United States ranks 19th among first world countries when it comes to mass shootings by guns, most of which are in Europe. And then don't even get me started with the third world countries that comprise of countries like Venezuela who have mass shootings. But the United States and our politics and our media would like you to believe that the United States is the only one that has mass shootings in schools. Maybe in schools, but mass shootings occur everywhere. Now, this is more of a memorandum than an argument. So moving forward into this conversation today is more of an observation without context. So if you disagree with it or agree with it, it's pretty open-ended but it's pretty clear to me what we need. Now, our problem is that as a society, we are at the very core, the most free country in the history of the world. And although we have a lot of things that we need to fix, and there are a lot of things to fix, we have the opportunity to fix them in this country. That isn't likely to happen in any other first world country. We have the flexibility, the autonomy, and the capability of coming together as citizens to impact real change for the future because of those freedoms. And those freedoms are supported by our Second Amendment. Our other problem is we are emotionally dependent on getting our, quote, facts from our factions, which fail to see the world with an open mind and that alone serves as a blunt tool to control us from actually getting anything of value done in this country. It has been an ongoing issue for decades. Now, what are we talking about if we're not talking about gun control? Well, today we're talking about the AR-15. Now, the AR-15 is a tactical rifle that over the last half decade 
warranted a tremendous amount of attention in the United States because it has been the preferred weapon of choice when mass shootings have taken place. But if you served, (laughs) you fired its cousin, the M16. And the short description of either one of these weapons is that there is more responsibility with even the cheapest version of the AR-15 at $499 on eBay. Not saying they sell one on eBay, but you get the point. The background checks my friends talk about on the left are freaking happening already, folks. And the gun show loophole that the left would like you to believe is gone. You have to do background checks even at gun shows. Yes, we do it by paper receipt. Yes, we do that. But there is a paper transaction of that that do get submitted. And that is the point. So before we go down what we are going to regulate and what we're going to deem compliant and safe, I want to talk about what I feel like is the most important thing. And that is to educate ourselves on all matters pertaining to guns. We can't just make open-ended comments. The same thing with abortion. You can't just make blunt assumptions about everything. I have a spouse that is pro-life personally, but understands the need for pro-choice. Do not agree with that at all. But she likes to leave an open-ended for circumstances, for situations, i.e. if a baby dies in, in the womb. Can a, it's technically considered an abortion if a woman aborts her pregnancy and the child is already dead inside her. She leaves that as an opening. Children that will not survive birth. Women whose lives are at risk. Rape and incest. And you look at the math of the over 35 million babies, not to get off topic here, but this is a point. There are rare circumstances where you need to allow abortions to take place because of the safety of the situation. And the same applies to guns. The same applies to guns, folks. If you're going to be pro-life and you're going to be pro-baby, then you have to be pro-life for these children in these schools. And in order to achieve a moderate means of resolution on these matters and attempting to slow down these shootings, you have to throw another layer of defense when it comes to certain weapons. Example, when I was 12 years old, I lived with my dad and I was medicated, but I didn't take my medication this day. Now, as a child with ADHD, I was sent to a hunter safety class in Topeka, Kansas by myself. My dad was working at a car dealership, could not take the Saturday off. He sent me with a lunch and said, good luck, son. This class was designed to train me on the safety of using firearms as well as a clear opportunity to determine if I was mature enough to use and own 
a weapon. I failed. If you can even possibly imagine, because I was goofing around, and the instructor instructor felt I needed a parent there to help keep me in line, and as a result, I wasn't able to get a gun. I was joking around, clowning, having a hee-haw time. I mean, I was having a blast, and I thought at the end of the day, it was just automatic. I passed the test, thought I had a clear shot at getting my license, I was going to make my dad proud. That did not happen because I was emotionally immature. Now, I feel all weapons should be available to the public as long as training and a psych evaluation is routinely displayed and passed, much like a driver's license. Now, I'm not going to include handguns, and hunting rifles and shotguns. Those weapons are meant strictly for defense in my personal opinion. Yes, they could be used for an offensive approach, but they are a defensive tactical weapon that are used to defend oneself from oncoming fire. And as a result of that, I do not feel those kinds of checks are warranted. Now, how are we going to pay for this? The cost should be absolutely free. The government pays for everything else. Billions of dollars to Ukraine. It should be funded by the federal government because taxing our Second Amendment is tyranny. And I will absolutely not support any form of taxation on purchasing a firearm. Now, we as a society need to enforce these standards more so than our damn government. That is first and foremost. Our government is not our daddy. Our daddy is our God and ourselves. We need to take on more responsibility of protecting our children and ourselves than waiting for somebody else to do it for us. And if a cop or a sheriff or a police officer at these schools prevents you from going in to a school when it's being fired upon to get your own children, then shame on them. Those law enforcement officials should be tried for crimes, period, end, as they were able to go into those schools and take their own children out and save them from the the onslaught of riddled bullets. It is upon the American citizen to do what is just and what is right and what is safe and to protect their own. But don't take that away from me. And that's the problem with big government. You waited and waited for the cops to show up. But the cops finally showed up, and when they did, they did nothing. That is why it is upon yourself as an American to take some responsibility and reconcile the risk of what what that means. Period in. Do you understand that burden of responsibility, folks? Do you? That it's all on us. Period. (laughs) There is always a middle ground. And if you have listened this far, know that there is always an opportunity to improve our society. 
But in terms of banning guns, you won't win that argument in this country. It is woven into the very fabric of our Constitution. No amendment in it will force it down. What we can do, however, is tweak what is currently fractured, which is the very soul of America, and start practicing more accountability of people rather than just one using a gun. Wouldn't hurt bringing God back into the conversation either, folks. The country was much easier to understand when he was present in our children's lives. And anybody saying that our country can't afford background checks. You're telling me that our trillion dollar defense budget that we spend and the $40 billion we gave to Ukraine won't cover most of that? Let's get real here, folks. Until we're able to have real strong conversations about the, the life of a child inside a woman's body and the Second Amendment, we will continue to have these strings being pulled on an emotional society. I mean, if you don't think that the government isn't using this to their own benefit, you've lost your minds. More guns are going to be sold now as a result of this encounter, this murderous event. More people are going to go out and buy AR-15s out of fear that the government is going to take them. Let's open our eyes and understand that there is a middle ground here and you're not completely right all the time. Whether you're on the right or the left, you're not always right. This is me trying to come up with a logical conclusion or a patch or a band-aid to a problem that is systemic at this point. It is happening every single week in this country. And the way you resolve that is first by addressing mental health, folks. That is a real thing. Mental health in this country is empirical to the sovereignty of our country. People are suffering. We just got out of a pandemic and people are losing their teetotal freaking minds. It is time to wake up, have strong, nurturing, compassionate, sensitive conversations about things rather than just assuming that anybody on the right is a, is a fascist Nazi and anybody on the left is a Marxist socialist. We need to be able to have conversations that resolve issues and quit getting your news from Fox or CNN or MSNBC or NBC. Stop listening to them because most of the shit that comes out of their mouth is you can taste the agenda on their lips. You can just smell the shit ravaging their mouth. You know it's coming. When are they going to say it? Wait for it. Wait for it. No, this is the time. The world is not coming to an end. For some people, their lives are com coming to an end because we're failing to do anything about it. But here's, here's the deal. When it comes to AR-15, 50 caliber rifles, 50 caliber rifles are a powerful weapon that are used to hunt heavy animals like bears and moose and so forth. If you've got a hunter license, you should be able to buy that. 
If you don't have a hunting license, if you're going to buy a 50 caliber rifle, uh, you might need to prove that you're, you're going to go hunting for moose or bear or whatever it is. Because how many um, tags do you have to use that gun on? I'm just being realistic. That's a high-powered rifle. And for that to be just issued out bluntly out of just Second Amendment, free America. You're trying to take our guns. No, listen, I'm not trying to take your guns. I'm saying you can have any gun, automatic or semi-automatic. I'm saying you've got to prove that you're worth it. You've got to prove that you're capable. You have to prove that you can pass a qualification on said weapon before you can buy it of those calibers. Those are massive military issue like weapons. And we got to be careful about hyperbolically labeling weapons, combat assault rifles. An AR-15, if you want to call it an assault rifle, by all means, be lazy. Be a lazy ass and call it an assault rifle. Do you even know what that means? Are you just using it because it's a polarizing topic? Friends on the left, note to self, when talking about guns... Don't call an AR-15 an assault rifle. Educate yourself on the difference between an automatic and a semi-automatic weapon. Understand magazine capacities, what a bump stock is. Understand the, the jamming capabilities of one of these weapons. How long it takes to clear a round from the chamber. Let's talk about armor. Why are people able to go and get ballistic bulletproof vests off the street? Helmets, so forth. Are you going to Ukraine? Another reason why you need to be able to explain why you're purchasing stuff that is a little sus. If you're not in, the law, not in law enforcement or not in the military, you have to have a reason for that. And there's easy vetting for that. If you're in the military and you don't like what the government gave you and you decide you want to spend your own money... Show your military ID card. Say, I'm using it because I'm going on a deployment. Well, that's not going to cover it, Ryan. Then by all means. Well, they're, they're always going to have it then, Ryan. When they get out, they're just going to use it in the future. Doesn't matter. Though That's the risk of being free. You can't control everything. Very passionate about this because I understand both sides. And I empathize with our Second Amendment very much. But certain weapons require a certain level of vetting. And the AR-15 certainly falls in that wheelhouse. Especially since it is now being deemed the weapon of choice when killing innocent children. And if you're pro-life folks and you're pro-Second Amendment, I got to say this. The lives of those children matter just as much as the ones in utero. They matter. And if you're going to protect the child's neck from being cut with scissors inside a woman's uterus, then you've got to protect the ones inside a classroom. And to the government, for God's sake, $400,000 will get you a proper security system in these schools. Don't know how much that's going to cost. But something tells me if you can give Ukraine $400 billion or $40 billion or whatever billion dollar amount you want to call it, you can afford to to increase the security a little bit in these schools. In some schools, you can't do that. And I get that. 
And God, why do we have to even do that, Fair? Why do we have to do that? Why do we have to do that? This is America. Our kids should be safe in schools. I completely agree. But this is about mitigating risk. And the risk says that there's going to be another one of these shootings at one of these schools. And we need to fix it. It's not something that just fixes itself. The other thing is Ronald Reagan did a horrible thing in the 80s. He got rid of mental institutions. People that could be just admitted. Government-run institutions. We need to bring those back. We need to shrink down our, our jails and we need to increase our mental institutions because there are people like this young man who are troubled, who murdered his grandma or attempted at least of right now, attempted to murder his grandma and murdered 22 people in cold blood. It is time to raise true awareness on this issue. I'm just, I'm tired of it. And I'm really tired of the media and their stupid agendas. Report the news and allow others to have these conversations. And for God's sake, stay off social media and Twitter. It's not going to help. Everybody love everybody. And God bless everyone. And prayers, so many prayers. To those 19 beautiful children that lost their lives on the hand, by the hands of a murderous, troubled young man. And uh, I'm still very troubled by it. I think most of us are. If you need anybody to talk to, please reach out. As always, everybody love everybody.